All right, ring, ring this week, calling all creatives, visionaries, heart-centered leaders. It's a big one. We have another dose of Leo season magic and a little madness as we enter the Lion's Gate portal. And in that portal is a full moon. So can we just talk about that? Yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do, actually. We're going to break down all of that and more and what it means for you. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Ooh, baddies, your girl is tingling. I'm bugging out. You know this is a time of the year that's very sacred and special to me. We are entering the 8-8 Lions Gate portal. We're already in it. It really activates and starts around 728. But the days as we lead up to that and then come out of it are super potent time for heart healing, clearing, up-leveling, upgrading, manifestation, and we are in that through 812. I'm going to talk about all of this and more and what it means and how to work with it on today's episode. It's going to be a little different than just the normal astrology talk. I'm going to share some storytelling, some rituals, things you can do to work with this. And before I get into all of that, I just want to say something. Your girl, I'm a Virgo with a Pisces moon. So I'm always in the realm of like skeptical give me the evidence, show me the facts. And then my Pisces moon is like, whatever, I feel it. I believe it. Angels, aliens, mermaids, they're all real. So I want to sit here in the balance of those two opposites, the Lionsgate portal. Listen, there is some crazy ass shit, like the new AG Instagram memes of like every full moon. They're like, this is it, the biggest full moon of the year. And this is happening. And angels are going to come and massage your head and you're going to fart unicorn crystal rainbows and activate abundance codes. Listen, sometimes they they just be being doing too much on those accounts, okay? And sometimes people just, you know, repeat things they've heard and oh, what well, I mean, understand what blah blah blah. Okay? I understand. There is a level of discernment, but also to me, you will never find magic and miracles in the world if you don't believe in them first. And I rather sometimes, you know, lean into, obviously not sometimes, I built a whole career on it. I lean into the invisible realm, the ethereal realm. I follow the cosmos. I trust my intuition. I listen to the signs, symbols, synchronicities, the universe, my ancestors, my angels send me. And when I do that, and when I've done that, holy shit, the upgrades, the clarity, the coming back to self, the remembering, the healing, the creating that has happened is too real for me not to be a believer. And again, a lot of that happened or was activated for me during the Lionsgate portal. I started paying attention to it a few years ago and every year really working with it mindfully. And it's amazing, but it also takes your intention. It's not just like, oh, okay, on this day, my whole life is gonna change. It's more like, are you ready? Are you ready to release something? Are you ready to let your heart be cracked all the way the F open. Are you ready to let yourself download some shit to upgrade some shit? Are you ready 
to just be in your heart, in that courage, in that place of owning that you are the queen king of your own queendom kingdom and then act accordingly from that place. If you are, then this week is for you. Okay. You're like, wow. Okay. If you're new here, I haven't even introduced myself. (laughs) My name is Maddie Murphy. I'm your cosmic consultant. I'm your high vibe hype woman. I am your translator interpreting the energy of the cosmos and the planets and whatever's happening out there. So you can understand it, integrate it, and live in alignment with your divine assignment. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, Virgo housekeeping notes. We're going to chat about the astrology of things that happened last week. We're going to talk about your moon report. And then I'm going to break down a little special 8-8 Lions Gate, my personal breakdown. Take it all with your own discernment, feel into what resonates, leave the rest. And of course, within that, we'll chat a little bit about this full moon that's really coming to bring something to fruition for any of you visionaries out there, anyone who's been working on expanding their vision of what is possible for not only themselves, but for their families and communities and for our collective. Okay. So before we get into that, Virgo announcements, what do I got to say here? Heads up. I give you all the warning, but I'm going to keep saying it because Mama Maddie likes to prep us. No you know, abandonment complexes or neglect complexes around here. We have clear, honest communications with each other. Going on vacation, August 19th, I'm going to leave you some juicy scoops while I'm gone, some treats. We have amazing interviews with Priestess Iset will be back. Um, you all loved her episode. One of my dear, dear friends, a complete badass, revolutionary, creative, mystic, all the things. We have Juliet Obodos coming on, aka the million dollar hypnotherapist, hypnotist. So we have stuff to, to keep you, you know, to hold you over. Okay. Mama's not leaving you without some, some treats, but I will be going on vacation and that will be, yeah, my last energy report here will be the 12th. And then I'm going to come back in September. So I'm taking off the second half of August. I'm trying to practice what I preach slash post, which is taking time to not always be doing in the output realm. My Virgo asks, I'll be honest, I'll call myself out. I can be addicted to the busyness, to the doing, to the pushing forward, to the moving, to the creating. And I need to take time at least twice a year to just be and soak up and integrate. And so I can come back uh, refreshed and as the best version of myself. So I did it this year. You all were very supportive. The end of December into early January, took a little break. And then now here we are. We're entering the time, my birthday season, back to school, fall. We're talking, you know, getting ready for the autumn equinox. And for all of my beautiful Jewish mystics, I always figure like this time feels like the new year, right? It's like the beginning of the Jewish new year. And I really feel into that. So I like to use August as a time to soak up the sun, soak up the, you know, things we work so hard for all year and get ready for that new beginning. Okay. I might've been out of school for a very long time, but that Virgo back to school energy is real in September. So if you want more of all of this, or if you're, you know, speaking of full moon and Aquarius, if you're looking for a community and connection, please come over to our Cosmic Rx platform. We have the free version that's a social platform to connect with like-minded, conscious creatives, you know, the modern mystics, the witchy weirdos, all of the people who used to feel probably like the misfits and the rebels and the, you know, we are the weirdos, Mr. kind of vibe. 
we're over there hanging out, connecting, planning, scheming, dreaming together. So come over. Social media is an amazing tool, but so much of it just feels so whack to me right now, to use a really outdated term. And we built this platform. My business partner, Audrey, really made something beautiful. So come over, hang out with us there. And then if you want to upgrade, Cosmic RX Plus, $9 a month gets you free new moon calls with me, free full moon coaching calls with me. And we're adding a really cool community-led full moon ceremony that's going to be part manifestation, releasing, but very much built on storytelling and connection. And then you also get our moon guide. You get so much stuff. Basically, it's your moon-based social platform for just living in flow and collaboration and co-creation with not only Mama Moon, but with a really good group of humans and star seeds and celestial beings walking around. So come on over there, join that. Um, we have some fun stuff coming up over the next few weeks. And I think that's the end of my Virgo announcements. And that leads me into let's check in on the baddie bundle winner. If you want to be entered to win three free months of our Cosmic RX Plus community, and access to our daily text, go leave a review, leave a rating. You can do it on Spotify, send us a screenshot and DM us, or you can do it right on Apple iTunes and put your Instagram handle in the review. So this week's winner is E. Brocky Mountain, MTN. <laughs> the review says, Maddie Murphy gets it. Do I? I mean, I do, I do but I don't all at once. Um, my life is full circle. If not for Maddie and the Cosmic RX community, I promise something would be missing. That's all I know. I love that. Like short, sweet, and right to the point of just like, listen, something would be missing if we were not here. So E. Brocky, MTN, obviously I can't tell your first name from this. You might already be in our community. And if you are, I'm sure I've like connected with you. But if you're not, you get that baddie bundle. And you know what? If you are in it, you can gift that to a friend. And that's what's cool. If you're listening to this and you already subscribe, but you want to leave a rating review, you can pass along that info to like your sister who's going through it, your coworker, your like BFF, your neighbor, whoever, someone who you're like, hey, you need to get in on this action. Okay. So thank you. I just want to really thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your reviews and ratings. Like I am so incredibly humbled by this power of this community and the support you have and how we've been growing. And I don't know, I've just been doing a lot of reflecting of starting the spiritual journey, you know, 10 years ago, then starting doing it more full time in my work about, you know, six years ago, and just uh, like feeling like I don't, it's a lot of people not getting it. Okay. If Maddie Murphy gets it, then a lot of people were not getting it. And just, you know, staying true to that vision and staying true to like that heart energy that felt like such a pull and a call to like do something different. And it really speaks to this week, like the lion's gate, the full moon in Aquarius. It's like, you have to trust in to that vision and you have to listen to your heart about what your yeses are. And you have to just trust where you're like getting those cosmic breadcrumbs to take that nonlinear path. And all of you have been a part of that and a part of like the validation and the manifestation and the vision coming to life. And for that, I have no words. I have no words. I'm just humbled and grateful and blown away by all of you. Let's talk about if astrology isn't real. So this is where we like to look back on the week and see, okay, 
where did things happen in the news, in pop culture, in the collective? Sorry, my dog just like busted in the door. That are really reflected in the astrology. You know, we talked last week, the whole podcast was about the triple Taurus conjunction, which we said is going to bring a big ripple effect of change for us in our value systems, to the financial markets, to our supply chain management, to a lot of things, how we take care of nature. And we saw a lot of you DM me some big things that happened in the triple conjunction. We saw, I'm sorry, oopsie, naughty, naughty list came out. We saw that the celebrities with the biggest CO2 emissions, again, being like, hey, yeah, we're all drinking paper straws over here. And, you know, Kylie Jenner, and I'm sorry, I love her, but Tay Tay Swift, what's happening? Like you're bopping around, you're taking a private jet like 10 minutes away. So just calling it out, bringing that into the light. And we talked about this here, that a lot of like our culture is going to stop like putting celebrities on such a pedestal. And almost people who are doing really cool things in the world kind of get a boost and the celebrities kind of get knocked down a peg and we're just going to meet in the middle somewhere, hopefully. And I thought that was very interesting. Really though, and also so much happened, um, the triple conjunction in Taurus, we talked about effects, obviously like labor and labor organizing and money and farmland. And I saw a few of you DM me that the California farm workers are organizing a march to organize like the ability to vote from home in union elections and very moving seeing the pictures and videos. And I just give everyone my full, full, full support with that. The farm workers chanting, si se puede, yes, you can really like filled up my heart with tears. And they said that they did a similar march for this um, in 1966. So I need to look into the astrology of that. Also, I saw mental health workers are poised to strike in also, I believe, California. So a lot happening on that, but probably one of the biggest headlines of the week, um, we talked about the triple conjunction, was going over some specific areas of the world really directly. Texas being one of them. We talked about Wichita. And yeah, Kansas came through in the news. Voters in Kansas this week, if you missed it, decided to keep abortion legal in the state, not only rejecting this amendment, but also changing the narrative where the media is telling us that Americans were really divided on abortion. We're not, okay? We're not actually. And polls show that. And a lot of Americans, the majority actually agree that womb-bearing people should have access to abortion and that they should have the ability to make their own health care decision, that reproductive rights are part of human rights and it is a health care decision. And this victory is huge and decisive. And the people of Kansas have spoken. I'm obviously getting emotional. I'm really, really proud of. Shout out to all the Kansas baddies tuning in. But I think this is hopefully going to be an indicator of what's to come. And hopefully giving everyone, you know, ahead of the midterms in the fall, a little bit of a taste of what the people, not the select view in power, not the fundamental Christian nationalists, not the whatever manipulative parts of the media with the actual people of this country, what we want and what we value. And I'm really, 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 really having one of those moments of like being moved by that and, and feeling proud and feeling also the returning back to the power to the people, which is a huge theme right now. We're in this Aquarian era. That's a big theme for it. We're in this Pluto return of the United States, finishing this out. That's a big theme of it. And of course, with all of this Taurus North Node energy with Uranus there, another big theme. So power to the goddamn people. 
Another news ending on a little Rihanna note. I saw something come out that Rihanna is America's youngest self-made billionaire. And I thought it was so cool looking at her astrology. Just as a reminder, if you don't know, she's a Pisces sun. And then she has an Aries rising, an Aries moon, and an Aries Venus. And she's in her Jupiter return right now. So that is always a time of great expansion. And then Jupiter has been on her sun you know, for the first part of the year. We'll go back in October 28th. So it's like all of this expansion for her in her sense of self and her identity, but then Jupiter on her Venus, her money, her rising, her identity, her moon, her like inner world. Also the moon represents the feminine and just really cool on that list of billionaires, her being the youngest self-made billionaire. And uh, she's the only billionaire on the list under the age of 40. Also like, I'm sorry, self-made shout it out to that. She knocked Kim Kardashian to second place. And I'm sorry, I do kind of appreciate that because I do. Your girl stands, Rihanna. I, I really love her. And I thought it was interesting. We talked about this triple conjunction last week was at 18 degrees of Taurus. And if I have the right birth time for her from the Astro Data Bank on astro.com, her second house actually begins at 18 degrees Taurus. And so it's like the transition of her identity, her sense of self into her money, her resources, her value right there, 18 degrees Taurus. Okay. I thought that was so cool. So amazing. And so much is happening. Also, we're in the Saturn return of the constitution right now. And I did see that there was a little vote up to do the Supreme Court Tenure Establishment and Retirement Modernization Act, which is a direct challenge that we need to you know, reform the tenure, the stay of Supreme Court justices, like the, the lifetime appointment really does not make any sense. So let's hold space for some healthy forward motion under that with this Saturn return. So much happening, right? Last week, it was just all of these very literal astrology moments. And I love hearing yours. So DM me them, send them to me. Um, it's really exciting to see how you connect the cosmic dots out in the world. Let's get into the moon report quickly. I'm going to go through this at a little bit faster speed because I want to have time to chat about the lion's gate. So here we are. It's August. Um, the day this podcast comes out, August 5th, it's a first quarter moon. So we're feeling that action. We're feeling some, you know, movement. We're feeling like wanting to do the things and we're going to have a Scorpio moon weekend or at least Friday into Saturday afternoon which is sexy, sexy time, um, great time for intimacy, great time for going deeper. Go into the deep end. You might be feeling all the feels, Scorpio moon days, investigate them, play cosmic detective. It's also a great time to like turn up the sultry energy, the Leo sun, Scorpio moon, hot, hot, hot. Own your inner bad bitch. Take some sacred thirst straps, tag me in them, hashtag sacred thirst strap. Feel yourself, okay, during that time. We're gonna look out for feeling like paranoid. We're gonna look out for kind of being self-sabotaging during that time. We're going to look out for like where we're just creating stories that don't exist during that time, of course. But then we go into Saturday afternoon, Sag moon energy, 1238 Eastern time. Sag moon goes through Sunday, Monday afternoon. This is a time of feeling light, bright, clear. Let yourself go on an adventure. Let yourself have fun, freedom. Oh my God, that double fire in the sky. Just let it go. Like just enjoy, Okay. The problems, the to-do list, they're always going to be there, honey bunny. That is part of life. That is part of the muggle struggle we signed up for. But when we have a double fire sign weekend, it's like be in the present moment. 
Find the pleasure in that moment. Let your mind be free. Let yourself be in your body, be in the heart space. Please, please, please do that for me. And then we're just going to look out for, might feel a little anger. The fieriness might be feeling a little like, ooh, ooh, getting a little frisky and starting some shit up. And just keep it healthy. Keep it in check, okay? We don't need to be like destroying public property or, you know, getting, having too much to drink that we're, we're being disrespectful of ourselves and our others. But, you know, it's like have fun, but, you know, make sure to keep that bonfire contained. We don't need a whole wildfire energy ripping apart like all of nature. Just keep it in check. Then Monday night, we go into Capricorn moon, Tuesday, Cap moon, Wednesday until 2.44 p.m. We have Cap moon energy. This is some get shit done energy. We're feeling clear. We're feeling grounded. Leo and Capricorn together really ask us to investigate integrity, emotional integrity. Are we listening to our heart? And then Capricorn, are we following through with it? Are we putting up the boundaries we need to? Are we having clear, honest communication with ourselves and others? Are we living and creating systems that can help us be a more well-oiled machine? Capricorn moon days, investigate those things, put them into place. Like we're coming down after that double fire a few days, let yourself get grounded, okay? Looking out for where you're being too hard on yourself or where you're not allowing yourself to have joy. We want to like take responsibility. We want to take the important things seriously in our life, but we don't want to take like everything so seriously where it becomes a burden. Wednesday afternoon, we start entering that full moon energy, moon in Aquarius, 2.44 p.m. into Thursday. And then the exact full moon is at 9.35 p.m. on 8.11 and full moon in Aquarius. We're going to get into that, but those Aquarius days, it's great for community, for plugging into your vision. You might be feeling less emotional. You might have clarity, a different higher level perspective on something. We're going to pay attention to the downloads that day, especially downloads about who you are and your radical authenticity and how it wants to be expressed out in the world. And then we're just going to look out for on those days, it's double fixed energy. So we want to look out for where we're being like stubborn or not relenting in any way or not seeking out compromise or negotiations because those are just part, part of life. So look out for that on those days. And we're going to get into the full moon energy here now. So let's chat planetary planning. Let's chat lion's gate energy into this full moon. Okay, so let's back up. What is 8-8? Eight, eight? Clearly, if you're into numerology, any repeating numbers, you're going to pay attention to. So every year on or around the eighth day of the eighth month of the year, there is a cosmic alignment that happens in the sky and it's called the Lion's Gateway. The Lion's Gate really comes and the foundation of it is from ancient Egypt. The gateway is when there's an alignment between the earth and the star Sirius in the sky. And as Sirius rises in the sky, Orion's belt directly aligns with the Pyramid of Giza. And from our perspective in Earth, it could appear that the Sirius, which is the brightest star that we can see actually in the night sky, it appears very close to Earth. And this is a day that has been revered for hundreds, thousands of years. It's a kind of a day where there's like increased cosmic energy flowing between the physical and the spiritual realms, okay? So to me, I kind of am triggered by certain words over the last two years from Instagram, but I will say this day does feel like a day of accelerated ascension because it's this portal, right? It's an esoteric portal, astronomical and astrological portal. And it's about like that serious energy. It's so bright and also lion's gate, you know, happening during Leo season, 
the sign that's ruled by the sun. It's just there's so much light that's available to us. And in that light, it's higher levels of consciousness. It brings things to light. It helps us transform. Also, sunlight is like joy. It's vitality. It's life force. There are other huge moments that happen throughout the year, but maybe they're about going into the wounds or clearing or going into the shadows. This is like standing in the light, okay? And it's also about like, it's associated with royalty, okay? And it's like awakening, activating the codes within you that are connected to your own sense of royalty, right? That like you are a divine regal being and you're allowed and you have permission and you're actually here to connect to a higher frequency living your everyday life, a higher frequency of your creativity, a higher frequency of your service. And Sirius, a little bit about if you want to study Sirius more, it's a fixed star and we can see it with our naked eye because it's so bright. And it's also known as the spiritual sun. So if the sun brings like gifts and nourishment and vitality to all the physical life, Sirius is said to do that on the spiritual plane. It's allegedly twice the size of our sun and 26 times brighter. I saw that online. I don't know. Fact check me on that. But yeah, so this time if we're feeling into this, and again, we can always say the skeptical things like what, how do we know, what, whatever. But like everything in astrology is about awareness. If you are aware of this and tuned in and ready to receive and to align with fully awakening to the radiance of your goddamn holy and divine light, yeah, it's going to work. It's going to show up. Okay. You are rising up now like the sun. You are getting ready to roar like the lion. And we're allowing ourselves just to crack that heart wide open. Now, personal story time, every Leo season, every lion's gate in that portal, something tremendous happens to me. Sometimes it's in the inner world. Sometimes it's in the outer world, but I just want to tell you these little anecdotes so you stay open. My probably most wild, when I started paying attention to this, I love numerology. So I also want to say to you, before I get into my stories, I want you to think about for Lionsgate, where you're 6-6 of this year, because it was 6-6 and it's 2022. So it's a six year. That was a big energy. And then 7-7 of this year, also big. So like looking at the repeating numbers, 6-6, 7-7 in particular, might help you understand a little bit about what's to come, what's moving through, what's awakening under this 8-8. And again, I'm going to give you a little ritual idea. There's a ton of stuff in our moon guide that's available on our Cosmic RX Plus. But again, it's awareness. It's opening. It's being like in that space of paying attention to the signs. So I think I started kind of honoring 8-8 and paying attention to it in 2013. Intrigued, blah, 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 very into it. Then in, it's so funny with our spiritual journeys. If you're on your spiritual journey, there are just moments where it gets cuckoo banana pants, as I would say. You're on this spiral. Like I think 2012 was one of my biggest awakenings. But then in 2016, I went through another big awakening. It really felt like a mythical journey when things are happening in my life. They were the people who came in my life, the endings, the beginnings, the downloads. It was very surreal. And part of that, at that time, I was not doing this work full-time. I was doing this on the side. Specifically, I was working with female entrepreneurs, people in my community, just to like create some sacred space for ourselves. But I was, my full-time job was I had a juice factory in Montauk, Montauk Juice Factory, Juice Factory. It was a shop. It was a cold pressed juice shop. And then I had a coffee shop in Brooklyn. It was called The End. And my intention with the juice factory was to bring people healing and all the energy of Montauk, which is like 
playfulness and a you know, renewed sense of self and excitement and good health feeling. Um, I want you to bring that to them in a bottle. Good vibes in a bottle was our tagline. Then the end, we opened that a few years later. It was right around the time of the election, 2016. And I remember just saying, I want to bring people back to their inner child. I want to bring people back to their intuition, to their imagination. I want to have a place that's a community hub that helps us realize that we are part of something really big. We're part of a revolution, but we have to open up the third eyes. We need to pay attention. We need to like shift our old way of being. And somehow I was going to do all this through a coffee shop. I don't know. Your girl is kind of crazy sometimes, but that was my intention. And anyone who had the pleasure of visiting me there, we had crystals everywhere, sun catcher, you know, like, uh, like rainbows, cool, like art everyone made when they came in. We had tarot oracle cards everywhere and we had coffee. And then we also had these plant-based drinks and that were like really fun and colorful and like Instagrammable, but made with really cool, high vibrating, healing, activating herbs, roots, elixirs, fruits, vegetables. It was really, really fun. I was very proud of it. And I liked it because it was just very, it was for everyone, right? You could go in and get a coffee and a croissant, or you could go in and get like some ashwagandha, um, like, you know, goji berry turmeric latte or something. So it was a really cool hub. And again, around the time of the election, I thought about the concept of our third eye and, and being open and, and how this collective awakening is happening. How could I kind of help in that? And this recipe, the unicorn latte, we called it. And it was a blue, you know, it had um, this amazing blue-green allergy, very, very potent from this company E3 Live at the time. I worked with that a lot when I was learning to open up my intuition, when I was doing like my own psychic development work. I love that ingredient and it really helped me stay focused and clear and open, but it tasted rancid like fish, like it literally tasted like pond scum, I think is how my dad described it. So it's like, how can we make this taste better? Okay, let's mix in a little lemon. Let's mix in a little coconut milk, a little vanilla. Like, And then of course, me being super extra, I was like, let's get some vegan sprinkles and put it on top of the foam. And then really call it the, the unicorn latte because of like the unicorn and that horn is so speaks to like the third eye opening, right? And that's one of the animal guides for that ascension, that, that third eye opening, that coming into more of that blah, 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 flash forward. We find out that Starbucks released a unicorn drink and we had from having a small business in Montauk, we had had some people step on some of our copyright work. And if anybody out there is doing something that is proprietary, it takes money, it takes extra investment and it's hard when you're a small business. But if you could just file a trademark for yourself, file a copyright file, you know, go to an intellectual IP lawyer, it does pay off because people out there, especially the internet, it's crazy. It's the wild, wild west. People are just taking other people's ideas and some things, you know, you can't state claim to, like there are just certain ideas. But if you have a name or something you came up with, I am very passionate about encouraging entrepreneurs to protect their intellectual property. I had learned it the hard way with our juice shop in Montauk. So it got us, me and my business partners, we were very proactive. We would protect and trademark the names, the recipes. And yeah, so we had a trademark on any unicorn beverage was our trademark. And blah, 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 blah. Starbucks comes out with theirs. And it wasn't just that they trampled on our intellectual property in this like 
bold way because we had gone kind of viral with it. We were in the news. We were in like international TV stations came into film. We had celebrities reposting us. It was very like we had a moment with that unicorn latte. So when Starbucks copied it, part of me was like, maybe they don't know it's us. Maybe they don't know. And again, why this is like a Lionsgate story is there was a part of me that was just like, let it go. Like, I don't want to engage. And like, I, it's just not really my nature to like, I'm not litigious. I'm not, I'm like, uh. but I had gotten a reading with Deborah of Mama Medicine right before this happened. And she told me I was about to enter a really karmic battle with a company or a force that was much bigger than me. And it was going to feel very David and Goliath, but that my ancestors were supporting me. And then I had to say yes. And I had to go in. I had to have the courage to like put on the armor and go into this battle to clear some things for myself and for my lineage. And of course, you know, I just went into the like healing session, hoping to hear something like, you're amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. And I was like, I left being like, what? <laughs> so just like, what's happening? And then sure enough, two weeks later, this stuff with Starbucks comes out and people start like flooding our DMs, emails, being like, oh my God, they're copying, blah, blah, blah. Truly, the thing that bothered me about it was that they didn't just copy the name. It was they made this drink that was like, it had like 50 grams of sugar, artificial, this, that, the other thing, colors, toxins, chemicals, left, right. And I was like, why did you have to go and ruin, put that disrespect on our name quite literally like that? And it became almost a joke and a meme about like how unhealthy this drink was. And I was like, listen, we're out here at small business, really just trying to do the right thing, trying to get people excited about taking care of their bodies, connecting to plants, and also being healthy, not about diet culture, but being healthy in the way that's like, yeah, like mind, body, spirit connection, trusting your intuition, like, and that takes a lot of work and yeah, the ingredients were expensive and the overhead was high, but we're like, we want to do things the right way and not cut corners. And then Starbucks just comes in and just does all this. So we ended up, I'm going to try and condense the story, but we obviously as a small business, I think what Starbucks knew, if you Google like any kind of intellectual property, our name came up first. It was very easy. Any company doing their due diligence would have found it out. Clearly they had just kind of gone over, like just steamrolled over it thinking that we're a small business. What are we going to do? We were very lucky. We had some through a connection. We had a law firm reach out top of the line intellectual property law firm. So they work for us pro bono, all that. Right. So, and again, all of this, I am so scared during this time, guys, I just want to validate these spiritual things you go through these moments. They're fucking weird and they're scary. And also I was just like, I'm just trying to live my life and run these businesses. I don't have time for all this drama on the side, but I kept hearing Deborah's words in my mind of like, this is larger than you. It's about this, but it's not about this. It's something different. So I just kept, I got really deep in my heart space, lots of prayer, lots of ritual, lots of listening to nature, to my ancestors, waiting for the next download, waiting for the next step, and just trusting that I was being guided. Again, kept wanting to just back down because then also what happened was the lawyers were like, well, to protect your intellectual property, you're going to have to sue them. And to get their attention, you have to sue them for a large amount. You're never going to get it. They're never going to give you this money. It's just about like getting their attention, right? Like again, to the Goliath, you got to throw a big ass stone in their face to like be annoying. The lawyers are like, you're going to sue them for $10 million. Spoiler alert, I did not get $10 million from Starbucks. They're like, literally no one has ever won a lawsuit against Starbucks ever, Or, but you're going to have to do this to get their attention. 
So then when that happened, guys, baddies, no, that was crazy because then the news channel started picking it up. The AP wire, it was started to be like small coffee shop, sue Starbucks for $10 million. And that my friends was the scary part. Your girl, I always build my businesses on trying to make people feel good and make people happy and come back to themselves. And I want to transform people and help be a positive influence on their lives. So I've always been used to like, yeah, having like good, a good feeling around my businesses that I work hard for. People start coming out of the woodwork, sending me like angry emails, DMs, death threats, question mark. I got a lot of people saying very misogynistic things about me that I just was being greedy. I'm a woman. I just want this money for shoes. Someone told me people telling me to leave Starbucks alone. People from all over the world started like, and a lot of people reached out in support, especially shout out to the Brooklyn community showed up very hard for me at that time. I'll get emotional, but like there was a lot, a lot of, I'm sorry, New Yorkers, we get a bad rap, but no one shows up for you the way a New Yorker does. I'm sorry. They were there. We had people in our shop every day holding space for us. I had healers in Brooklyn coming out of the woodwork, like doing crazy healings on me to like help me get ready for this. We had people coming and like putting up signs on their shop to support us. It was a wild ride, guys. It was a wild ride. And all this time, I'm not going to lie, I was not feeling super courageous. I kept being like, I hate this. I don't even want to pick up my phone. But then I had to really sit in that discomfort, like almost sitting in really cold water, like an ice bath and being like my urge, my instinct was to leave it, right? Leave the discomfort of making everyone around me or a lot of people around me that didn't know me unhappy or having them have perceptions of me that were negative. And I just sat there in the water of that ice cold bath. And and instead of leaving, I was like, I'm just going to sit here. And you know what? I realized I survived. This is, it was uncomfortable, but it didn't kill me. And that was a really big moment for me of realizing like, oh, if I'm going to do big work in this world, and this is before I started this work I'm doing now where I'm constantly (laughs) saying things that make people uncomfortable, I have to get used to like, yeah, being a truth teller, standing up for myself, not making everyone happy all the time. That is a muscle I have to build and another boundary I have to put up doing that from the heart space, right? Speaking up for what's right. We decided to go into mediation with them. We didn't want to take it to court because it would have taken years. And this is the thing. I think they countersued us, which was really terrifying because that's what companies like that do to scare you. And I, I kept being like, maybe we should just drop it or maybe we should just like let it go. But I did have this thing, like the mama medicine's voice in my head of like, mm, no, I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done being that good girl. I'm kind of done playing small. I'm kind of done just like, And a lot of my career, a theme of it had been like me not valuing myself and my career and my creativity and my ideas and just letting the boss, the bigger company, just kind of take whatever they wanted from me and me being like, okay, like, fine. Um, Who am I to stand up for myself? And I was like, no, this feels important. So we kept having the date of the mediation rescheduled. Okay. And this is, I'm I'm wrapping up the story here, but it was like, okay, it's going to be like end of July. And those, and you know, and part of, I guess, our lawyer said that companies, and when you're suing someone and going into this mediation, they'll keep changing the date to kind of disrupt you and throw you off your center. It's almost like one of those like negotiation tactics. And I was like, okay, they kept changing the date and it was kind of stressful, but you could only change the date three times. And so on the third time, they changed the date to 8-8. And y'all, that's just when it, everything changed for me. When they change it to 8-8, I go, (laughs) 
oh man, you just played yourself. And I was like, okay, I see the karmic, I see the karmic energy. I see, oh yeah, like let's go, bring it on. And the morning of, I pulled an angel card, Archangel Azrael, the card of courage from this one deck I had. And I was like, time to speak with courage and to act with courage. It's eight, eight, like, and I just had this download in the morning of like, go into that room, walk into that room. Like you belong there. Walk into that room with a motherfucking crown on your head, girl, and do this, like do this for all of the entrepreneurs that have ever had their idea taken from them. Do this for anyone, any underdog who's had to just take it on the chin because they didn't have the resources, the privilege, the platform to stand up to the bigger bad guy, quote unquote, and also do it for your ancestors because yeah, like time, there was times like for survival, you have to put up with shit, especially in the workplace, especially with people in positions of power because you had no other authority. You had no other agency, people in my lineage, but that is over. That shit is over. Like, and I was like, I am Maddie fucking Murphy. And I'm going to walk into that room. And I was like, this is so mythical. It was so wild. And for legal purposes, I can't tell every part of the story, but I will say I sat there, I sat there and it it was not going well. And there was just a moment where I felt so called to tell my side of the story and to speak my truth. And the mediator had no idea. He was, had no idea about anything about our company. I could tell he was really leaning towards the side of Starbucks. And then I felt this rush to tell my story and I did it. And I told why I created this drink, why it was important to me, where it came from. And with so much conviction and so much courage and so much heart energy and this whole room of Ivy League lawyers, the mediator, everyone was just like, oh yeah, I get it. And yada, yada, yada. We didn't have to deal with it anymore. The counter lawsuit dropped. We obviously did not get $10 million, but we did figure out something to settle with them and just to basically get them agree that that's our intellectual property and to stay away from it in the United States of America where our <laughs> trademark existed. So it's a wild cuckoo banana pants story. And it's something that for me, all I will say is 8-8 is a day to be in courage, to be in your conviction. Okay. It is a day to, if you feel something like that, maybe it has to be that level of drama, but if you feel something happening, then you gotta just trust and you have to just be in that heart centered place and be open to believing something different about yourself and your vision. And yes, so. That is my wild story. And you know what? All love to Starbucks now. It's the peaceful, we had, um, what was the official? Amicably, we amicably resolve that on confidential terms. And it's all good, okay? We're able to move on. It wasn't about that. It wasn't about anything about the money or, you know, whatever the legality is. But for me, it was spiritual. It was karmic. It was about like, okay, what is the battle, this sense of self, part of yourself that's ready to rise up and to be a little bit more in that place of, yeah, like strength and boldness and moving forward and just standing up for what you believe in and standing up for your own self-worth and self-value 
And it was very healing for me. It was very healing because I had been in a place of a lot of fear or playing small in my work. And I see how that led to me then starting this and really going full time as someone who wants to activate that in others. Like I am here for the visionaries, for the entrepreneurs, for the creatives who want to change the world. And, you know, that happening in 2017 really made me be like, there's just stuff is just changing. We're just in a changing world. We're in a changing landscape. We need different leaders, different leadership in this world. And now here we are in 2022 and I see it. I see it all happening. But, you know, also last Lionsgate, I just cried for like a full day. I don't know if it's Saturn opposite the sun right now. But um, like last year, it was just a lot of like release, release things. I didn't realize I was even carrying in my heart anymore. Okay. So yeah, I just really, really want to encourage you, encourage, put courage into you to do something for your heart. And I'm going to recommend there are rituals in our moon guide, but if you want to do something that's even just, I'll give you a few ideas, like doing anything in eight pattern, right? Like saying eight affirmations over and over again, doing like eight meditations on the Lionsgate portal, picking eight crystals and making a grid of them. Like working with that number eight is beautiful. Doing a heart-centered list, eight things you want to release from your heart, eight things you want to call in, okay? Sitting in the sun, meditating with sun protection, absorbing the sun's energy, imagine it like going into your heart, melting anything that's been blocking it, and then being open to what wants to move through your heart. Paying attention to downloads, flashes of brilliance, intuition, insight, synchronicities, okay? And then we're going to also just maybe even cleaning and tidying your spaces to make room for new, fresh opportunities. We're just doing things. We're making room for new, okay? We can work with stones like citrine, sunstone, pyrite. These are amazing stones to work with attracting, you know, confidence, success, working with carnelian for courage. And just basically like owning that you're a powerful co-creator of your life. and just making the intention, setting it to not dull your shine, okay? To be in that place, to open up to that place of more optimism, faith, vision, everything connected to your future. We're moving up with that, okay? We're upgrading, we're upgrading, we're growing in power, we're moving past old wounds, old things that were sticky in your heart, dimming your light, they're done, okay? The veils are being lifted, okay? The boss bitch energy is like, I am done with the bullshit. I am done with the fears. I'm stepping into my motherfucking power. And you're gonna do that. And the full moon in Aquarius is part of that clearing, cleansing. You can work with our moon guide. Come to our community if you wanna gather and really understand how to work with the full moon more. But essentially, a six-month cycle is being closed out on 8-11. So look back to where you were in February of this year see how something may be coming full circle to closure, to completion, and see what's ready to be released or, yeah, ended. So that way you can step more into your truth, more into your radical authenticity, more into understanding the higher vision for your life, and to also see where the world needs you. You, not a part of you that's edited or modified or... (laughs) someone else's version of you, but where you're being pushed into action to own your transformation, to own your vision and like put yourself out there. Okay. So all of that, I'm sending you the biggest, biggest blessings for eight, eight for this full moon in Aquarius. 
and so much love and holding you as always in the space of wanting you to take up more sacred space in your life, for you to be bigger, for you to be bolder, for you to be an even more badder bitch. And I am wrapping you in stardust until next time. You go out there, make magic, love yourself fully, take no shit, call in hot sex, juicy checks for yourself, for our community, for our collective always baby. And I'll see you next week. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.